0: Pot, grass, shake, bud. bud, ganja, chronic, cannabis, cannabis. Whatever term you use, less than ten years ago, it was a product that was trafficked in the shadows. Hey buddy, hey, hey buddy, psst, psst, hey buddy. And today, in Oregon and many other states in the U.S., you get a receipt and a bag with your purchase. Thank you. Come again. I'm Travis Box, and I am. Fascinated by the complexities of what seems like a voter approved gold rush happening in real time. Will we cultivate Oregon's greatest cash crop ever? Or will this great experiment in legalization go up in smoke? <coughs> Each episode, I'll sit down one-on-one with the major players in the Oregon cannabis industry, the activists, the medical professionals, the legislators, the economists, the regulators, and the lobbyists. How did Oregon get to this place in history? And where does this budding billion-dollar industry go from here? You see what I did there? You're listening to Mainstream Weedia on The Coin Podcast Network. His name is Eric Myron, but you may know him better as legendary Miami Dolphins running back Ricky Williams. Back in the early 2000s, his relationship with cannabis led to some public challenges with the NFL substance policies. Now, he's considered a cannabis connoisseur and has launched his own cannabis brand called Heisman. This episode, we'll talk about what the plant means to him how it helped him find balance between the external and the internal, and how cannabis can accentuate a life of achieving greatness. You're listening to Mainstream Media. Hi, this is Jeff Gianola from Coin6 News, and I'd like to invite you to watch Coin6 News at 10 on Portland CW. It's our award-winning newscast one hour earlier at 10 o'clock. A full hour of the stories that are important to you and your family from the news team that's watching out for you. Plus, Portland's most accurate forecast certified by weather rate from Chief Meteorologist Natasha Stenbach. See why more people are switching to Coin6 News at 10 on Portland CW. Watching out for you. Welcome back to Mainstream Media. Before I get to my first question, do you prefer Ricky or Eric?
1: Whatever. Honestly, whatever you feel like calling me is, is 100%, fine, 100% fine with me. So if if you know, it, it's interesting. Quirky, right? is definitely one thing I have. So if someone is like my preference, if someone just it's easy in exchange like this if someone said calls to me Grip. But I've noticed for me in most of my relationships with people, I, I don't really use people's names. You know? It's most of the time it's like it's one on one and it's intimate and we're just talking to where I don't have to get someone's to get someone's attention. So you know rick ricky eric w- whatever whatever
0: i usually use the name at the very beginning and then i use it at the end when i tie everything up so the listener knows who i'm talking to but during the conversation yeah we just have a conversation
1: yeah so this is this is nice so my, my the conversation my given name is eric eric Lynn williams junior junior so a lot of times when there's a junior there's two Eric's in the house and so the younger one typically gets a nickname and the nickname that I got my mom used to call me Rick and somehow that turned into Ricky because I think my first grade teacher used to call me Ricky so that that kind of stuck and then I became famous and so the Ricky Williams we became like a whole thing in and of itself and then I became infamous and then the Ricky Williams thing became a whole different thing in and of itself And during that whole process, you know, I was growing up, I was maturing. And recently, uh, about a a little over a year ago, my wife and I had a child and the conversation came up of, you know, what's the last name of the child, you know, and I like my wife's last name, Myron. I was like, really, really cool. So I was like, let's do that. And then I said, I like Myron better than I like Williams. So I think I'm going to change that too. And so... A lot of people, most people who are football fans okay, know me by Ricky Williams. But now, you know, I feel like I'm moving into Eric Myron. And if I had to give myself a title, okay, this will make sense to me and a few other people. But I call, my title is I'm a Lunar Gemini. Okay. I'm a Lunar Gemini.
0: So I don't know if I'm Lunar or not, but we share Gemini. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So
1: Lunar It's funny, lunar means that I'm sensitive and I'm emotional, okay? Because there there are more, right? You think there are more practical Geminis, okay? More practical Geminis, more grounded. There are more fiery Geminis, you know, more passionate, enthusiastic. There are intellectual Geminis, right? They'll talk, they will talk your ear off. They know something about everything, okay? And then there's emotional Geminis, right? Is that they talk, but they're more they're more sensitive. And so what they're going to be talking about more, how they how they feel, their subjective experience of life. Hence, hence, I think what brings us to this conversation is cannabis. and what i what I love about cannabis is it is it it accentuates my subjectivity, my subjective experience of myself and the world around me. And I find that extremely nourishing and important to to my well-being.
0: I think I'd like to start the conversation with what led you to the cannabis industry? What is the path? Where is that moment that you go? No, this is where I want to move towards.
1: You know, it would be great if, if I could say that, that were, it was something like that. But it doesn't even feel more like it doesn't even feel like a want. It feels more like a necessity you know, almost in the sense of, you know, I, I believe, you know, we go through things in life always for a reason. And so a big part of my life now, the second half of my life is finding those reasons why I went through all that stuff. And so, and and I, think part of it is giving back. And so because of that, I, I have a unique, I have a different perspective that I think is, is beneficial. It's, it's useful. And I think it's, it, it's necessary as cannabis becomes something that, that becomes a part of our everyday lives. Like anything, right. We need the people who have, right. We need the explorers who have gone out and had the experience to help, to help guide us in where we're, we're headed. And when I looked at the cannabis industry, you know, unfortunately, okay. Like most industries in, in, in the beginning, right. They need money. So they're, they're driven by, by financial concerns. And I think it's where you need that for an industry to work. But I think you have to have balance, especially in, when something is soulful, as is cannabis. And so I felt like my voice is something that needed to be added to the industry to keep the industry moving in a in a constructive direction.
0: When were you introduced to cannabis, and then how did you find that it accentuated? And I know that you've talked about how it helped your mental health. When did that happen?
1: Well I think of ex I think of accentuation you know as being something that's additive okay additive and I think you know when we talk about mental health usually we're speaking of a deficit of mental health so on the spectrum you know where I started actually where I started was like I was great you know I was in college I was one of the best football players in America had a wonderful girlfriend I like life was good okay and then it wasn't okay <laughs> oh my god the the girlfriend left right I was struggling on the field okay everything right because I think in life we're all we're born naive okay and as we go through life we get bumps and bruises okay but also we become disillusioned right we get healed of our naivete and those times are often quite painful and for me I was going through one of those times and I didn't have any answers. I didn't have any like recourse, I was miserable. And my friend suggested that I, you know, take a couple hits from the bong. And I sure I said, well, I'll try anything. And I remember I took, took a couple hits and it was the first night in weeks. I wasn't obsessing about the girl, wasn't obsessing about my performance, right? Is that I, I, I from the mental health deficit, okay? It brought me to some level of like balance, okay? but then something amazing occurred, okay? Something was accentuated, okay? My mind went from obsession to, oh, everything's, everything's gonna be all right, right? To, man, right? Starting to visualize myself doing better, feeling better, getting better, okay? And the end result was things turned around for me. Things turned around for me and it was easy because I was in so much pain and then things got better it was easy to, to make the connection that the, this couple of hits from the bong had something to do with it, okay? Had something to do with it. But the, the weight of my past experiences of this is bad, I'm not supposed to do this, there are consequences, okay? At that point, right, couldn't compare to, to the, it was wonderful relief, but still, right? It, it was an imbalance. So it took more of those experiences, Okay, but eventually those experiences built up and I and I was stuck with the awareness that this is something that's very valuable to me. And it's something that for me is a useful tool on my journey through life, especially the way that I live. You know, I try to live in a way where I don't avoid the bumps and the bruises. Okay, it's like that's what I learned as a football player. And one of the things that people don't think about, but to be a successful football player, the one thing that you have to learn to do is heal. Recover, right? Because otherwise, how are you going to get up and do it again and do it again and do it again? And so I realized if you're going to live life intensely, you have to recover intensely so that you can keep doing it. And so, you know, for me in the way that I that I live, cannabis has been a wonderful, a wonderful tool.
0: When discussions started happening about Heisman and really looking at that athletic sector, right? Do you think that there needs to be more advocacy in the athletic circle about the benefits of the plant. I mean, naming your three Heisman strains pregame halftime and post game, you're really targeting that, that, that athlete and obviously the fans of athletics as well. But does there need to be more of a push to normalize or legitimize the benefits of this and not make it so much of a substance issue?
1: Yeah. I mean, that that's, that's where we're headed. I mean, that, 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 that has to happen for the industry to, to grow and to, and to thrive. So, yeah, putting it on my business person hat, right. Part of industry is that, you know, at least this, you provide a product that people, right. Supply and demand. Okay. But if people are afraid or there's a stigma and people aren't open to it, then that definitely is going to cut, cut down on the demand. From a business perspective, advocacy is, it's huge. It's huge. But for me, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't stop there. And the connection to sports is, is organic because one, so many people grow up competing or playing sports. Okay. Two, that I was one of those people and I became famous, famous because of it. So most of my audience is going to have, most of them is going to have some connection to sports. So there's that organic connection. But as we get more specific to my story, okay, is that so much of what I've, done in life, who I've become, has been through sports, right? That's been my medium. So I consider myself a, a very spiritual person, okay? But even that journey of spirituality, it occurred through sports, right? in a, a very rough sport. Okay. And, you know, aside, aside from being a fan and, and what fans think about watching sports, the act of being a professional athlete is that you're asked to show up and give hundred percent on a daily basis. Okay. So it's a, it's a, and especially football, it's very much a warrior mentality in accomplishing something, right? There's some kind of task. Somebody wants to take my head off. We come together as a team and we accomplish something together. Okay, and so, the, the, and there's so many cliches about sports that people apply to life, okay? This is just a, you know, Heisman, this is just another, this is just another one, but I'm taking it to that next level. And, and realizing that whether people are into sports, whether they compete, we all have challenges, we all have things in life, okay? That if we deal with, we attack, we overcome, right? Our lives become more fulfilling. We win. We win in life, right? That's across the board, you know, like as a parent, okay? There are certain times, right? When I have to perform as a parent, you know? These moments where the kids come and usually they're not, they're not, a, they're not happy about something, okay? Right? That's a performance because I have an opportunity to make them feel better or to make them feel worse. And if I'm not on my game, Okay, and they ask me one of those tricky questions, and I don't know, and I, and that's that, (laughs) that's a loss. Okay, I mean I can overcome it, but that's a loss. So it's more of a mentality to me of just the way that I live my life, which was developed through sports. Of you know when things come at me in life, right? I try to step up to the challenge. Okay, and so the conversation then for me becomes how does cannabis, help me step up to the challenge, whether it's on a football field, whether it's you know with my kids, whether it's at work, whatever, okay? And, And I think once we start to move the conversation in that direction and ask these questions, okay, the answers we get are gonna be useful, useful, right? And to me, that's how you change the stigma is you stop asking, why is this bad? And you start asking, what can this be used for? Because so many people are using it, people that we respect, There must be something they're getting out of it. Why don't we move in that direction? And then it becomes clear who is this for and who is this not for.
0: Let's talk about you being a, quote, cannabis sommelier. I've read that you sampled quite a few strains before settling on the product that is now Heisman. How do you become that connoisseur? It's not just smoking a lot of cannabis, right? There's education. There's talking to other people. There's sharing those experiences and understanding the plant. How did you go from somebody who had incorporated the plant into their life to somebody who's an expert on the plant?
1: Well, you know, I think mean, the so expert is is like ten thousand hours. So part of it is smoking a lot. That, that that is a big part of it, but it's not. But it's not all of it. You know, it's to me. Uh, A connoisseur of anything is about an appreciation of quality, an appreciation of quality, okay? And so I consider myself a connoisseur of football, right? I love the game and I've done it so much, I can appreciate when it's done well, right? I I can appreciate the time and the effort and the expertise and the love that went into someone's training, right? Someone's study of a playbook. Because I've been there before, I can see it. Right, but been there before, All the meetings and all the film, right? All the attention to detail, and so my, my training as a Gangier was is, it starts with the details, you know. As we go through an assessment, you know, the first thing we do is we 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 get the uh, the sample, and we have a, a jewelry loop or a or a microscope, and we look really really closely at the plant. You know, because from afar, right, you see the tree, right? You get closer, you see the bud, okay? You get closer, you can start to smell it, right? You look really, really closely, okay? You see these little bulbs, the stalk and this, this beautiful crystal ball, okay? Sitting right there, right? That's where all the good stuff is, okay? And so when you start that granular and you're really like literally looking, okay? How many of these pearls, right, are on this plant, okay? right and, and cuz you'll see some plants right there's a bunch of them and they're big and shiny right and some they're they're densely you know spread out and a lot of them the stalks are there but somehow because the way it was handled right all the heads fell off okay so even before even before you really engage you're looking really closely to appreciate at a minute level what quality looks like okay and then there's validation because as you move further back and we smell it okay Right. And at first when you smile, you're like, what am I smelling? But through practice and through conversation, what do you smell? Oh, what do you smell? Right. You train your nose to pick up these scents. Right. And then you'll see, wow, this is, this is really, smells really strong. Okay. Where do the aromatic compounds come from? Those crystal balls. Okay. See, you make the connection, you know, and then you go from the taste, the smell, the feel. Okay. Then, then you, you light it up. Ah, Mm, wow, the, the flavor, it, it tastes just like it smelled, or wow, it smelled great, but the flavor kind of tastes like cardboard, okay? Right, all of these points, you're collecting data, right? To learn to appreciate what is quality, okay? And then doing this over, and then the effect, ah, that's and, it, and making this connection, and doing this over and over and over and over again, you develop your palate. you develop your ability to perceive and appreciate quality. So part of it is training, but like anything, a big part of it is smoking a lot of weed, but right? it's practice, it's practice, it's practice. But to me, what I, like the one thing that I would like to, to pass along to, to consumers is in at any level, the ability and knowing how to appreciate quality. Like something I, I got up, I had a conversation with our partners in, in Oregon, and we're we're working on what we're calling a fruit pack, you know? And you know, one of the things that that I've learned, and I, I, what helps me appreciate cannabis is is the the aroma, the flavor, and connecting those to the effects. Okay, and so what I've really been fascinated by is the, the the fruity flavors. You know, to me, it's mind blowing that this plant, right, it can smell like anything from guava, tastes like guava, to banana. To lemon, to pom- pomegranate, like, woo, and and so you know talking about a fruit pack where I found a a, a strain a lemon pastries right the lemon really pops black pomegranate oh my god just it's mouthwatering even thinking about it and a guava can and so in you know putting a in a, a pack with three pre rolls so people can experience the quality of like really like well done fruit flavors and cannabis. Okay. And then in that situation, it's easier to make the connection to, how did this one make me feel? How did this one make me? Oh, right. Simple like that and appreciating quality. Right. To me, I I think as, as cannabis becomes more mainstream, you're going to see the sophistication of the consumers. And I want to be a part of that process of, of, Educating consumers to to learn how to really appreciate quality cannabis
0: just now talking about your fruit pack and how passionate and excited you got recounting your experience. Yeah, you almost answered my (laughs) next question. And that is, are you still surprised every now and then by a strain? Yeah, that's That's a that's a big part of it.
1: And I'm fortunate enough that when I go places, people are constantly giving me things to, to sample. But but you know one of the things in the assess- in our assessment right is is how unique is this quality, you know it's not the only thing but it's part of it you know and one of the things, you know I really appreciate about about the organ cannabis market is it's built off of variety, you know like the 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 amount of of cultivars. Oh my goodness it's like mind blowing, right? And every time you come back, there's something new. There's something new, right? Whereas down here in Southern California, for the most part, you know, 75% of what you see, you, you rec- I know, you recognize. Okay. And and I think because it's an industry now and it's and it's driven by its consumers who are not as sophisticated, right? A lot of the people who grow the really amazing, unique cultivars, right? They're not growing anymore because there's not a market for it. And so that, that's another motivation to, to really try to speed up the, the maturation of consumers so that we can save like quality craft cannabis. That's why I love what or- another thing I love about Oregon, you know, what, the, the way it supports craft farmers.
0: Does Oregon have a right to be proud of what it grows? Because I know that Northern California has a brand, right? They're known for their cannabis. But being an Oregonian, I've always challenged that notion a little bit. Not that it's a competition, but I think Oregonians have a right to be proud of what they grow. So in your estimation, I'm not asking better or best or whatever, but as somebody who has such a seasoned appreciation of cannabis, where does Oregon fall on that scale?
1: So, you know, I think the numbers, who knows how accurate the numbers are, but I'm sure they're somewhat accurate, but over 80% of adults in Oregon consume cannabis, okay? So already, just based on that, right, a matter of just more experience, okay? Much more experience. And what I'll say is, is you know, I, I've spent some time in Northern California for the first time really this past year, and, and I got to know a lot of people and under my, and again, just in the past year. Northern California is a very tiny chunk of a large state. And so what they, what they have going on up there is beautiful, but it, it's so quiet. It doesn't really have an impact on the whole state. Not, not, not enough. But that same vibe that I experienced in Northern California, it permeates the state of Oregon. And it's part of the, it's part of the state. It's, part, it's in there. okay? It's in there. So... My experience is, is California in general, the cannabis in California, in my opinion, right? Cannot compete with the cannabis in, in Oregon for quality, consistency of quality. And it's, it's going back and forth, you know? And, and a lot of it is, right? What, what you find in the dispensary is what you don't, okay? What I found what I find in Oregon, it always impresses me, blows my mind, okay? What I find in California is great, but it doesn't doesn't it doesn't impress me as much, maybe because it's where it's where I live. But a a long winded way of saying, yes, you guys have the right to be proud.
0: How far do you think we are away from federal cannabis reform?
1: So, uh, you know, to a certain extent, I think it's already it's well, it's already begun you know, with the, the multiple states. So I think it's going to be a process. And I think the process is probably going to take 20, 30 years. Okay. Because at, at, what driving the process are humans and, and what drives humans are their past experiences. And so I think until we have a generation who hasn't been persecuted for cannabis, there's always going to be the, 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 the festering wound, you know, like all haunting us. But I think as we as we evolve out of it, you know, kids will be born who, who aren't tarnished and they'll have a you know a, a clear way of, of viewing things. So I, I think it's 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 already started. Okay. The the details of when, you know, it's it's not schedule one anymore, like it's coming in the next three years, right? You can feel things building, building and and moving in that, moving in that direction. But that that's only the beginning, okay. Because then it becomes right, you know. We we see what's been going on in the past week or so, right? A couple of weeks with with <laughs> with this country. So once it be, you know, it's federally regulated, right? Who's really making the choices, right? That so, so the the fight is just beginning. But you know, I think is as, as long as people are are encouraged and empowered to share their story, you know, I think we, I think we're gonna win this one.
0: When you were younger and you were Going through your career and everything that came with it, did you believe that this change towards legalizing medicinal and then legalizing recreational would happen in your lifetime? Or did it surprise you sort of when it started and then the momentum just picked up?
1: So no, no, no way. When I was, you know, when I was going through my stuff with the NFL and can I, I didn't, Not at all. But at the same time, I didn't even know what was already what was already going on in California. So so when I left Miami, you know, in the NFL, after I decided that I didn't want to play anymore, I, I ended up in California and everywhere I went in California weed weed was everywhere right people were talking about cannabis there were dispensaries in, in North, uh, northern california you could go to a physician and get a, a rec so once i w- moved back to california and i had like that first moment right when i went to the doctor with my with my um, medical records from the nfl you know and i popped them on the table he was like oh i don't need to see all this right he asked me a couple of questions and he said here and i was like that's it okay and then i went to my friend and at that time, right, I bought five pounds. You know, it's like this is legal. Wow, that's when I knew it was coming. Okay, but before I had that experience, no. But it, it happened that fast, and I see it. I see it happening every every day. You know, these new experiences, and the story that I get a lot, right, and it's it's interesting. Is someone's relative, okay, had cancer, right? Started using ritz Simpson oil or some other product. And they found relief. Okay. Then right, that seems to be what opens people's minds. Okay. But I just want to point out that's a deficit. Okay. And I think where what cannabis can do for us, yes, it can help bring us out of the deficit. But if we're not thinking and talking about how can it, how can we build on it? How can we accentuate things in our life? Okay. This is this is where I would like to see the
0: conversation go. Hence. Hence Heisman. What is the most important message you would like to leave with the listeners of this podcast?
1: Good question. I'll try to be brief here, but like just the basic framework framework for me is basic framework is essentially we live in two worlds, kind of more outer world where we have to deal with, like we have to work and pay bills, and right, deal with stuff. Okay, And we also live in a subjective internal world, right? Ideally, those things we do in the outer world ideally feel good to us okay right but that's an ideal because at least for me i shut myself off to how i felt because i had things i was supposed to do and so my my the whole idea of sparking greatness is true greatness is when you're able to live consciously in both worlds okay and one of the and i started off this conversation is one of the things i love about cannabis is it puts me more in touch with that internal world And again, I think we have to be in touch with what feels good to us, what sparks joy in order to spark greatness, meaningful things out into the world. And that's what I've learned through my journey. And that's the message that I'm attempting to put out into the world through through
0: Well, just in our little time that we've had together, you've absolutely converted me, but I wasn't a hard convert. That said your experience with the plant and what it has provided you over your life, especially when you made that choice of authenticity, I guess, of living in both worlds and really excelling. It speaks volumes to me. So if people are interested in Heisman products or apparel or the story of it, how do people find out more information?
1: Yeah. So for, for the apparel, heisman.com. And- for the product, I think right now in Oregon, we're in over 50, 50 dispensaries. Um, so you can go on our website and, and find out where. And what, what I've really loved about launching this brand is I have a really good excuse. I'm in Portland for a couple of days a month and uh, I love it. So I'll be in town in the next month. So come come check me out. And whenever I show up, we do you know like 30% off. And so people can come load up and and hang out for a little while.
0: Eric, thank you so much for your time. Please continue to be the light that you are and keep doing what you're doing. Based off our conversation and what I've read, your authenticity wasn't a choice. It wasn't about courage. It was about who you had to become. There was no choice about that. But as an outsider, I will tell you, it does take that courage. And you are inspirational yet again. I really appreciate the time you've taken with me today.
1: You know, thank you. A, a gift that you've given me is is authenticity. You know, that's a piece that, that I, I had not really made the connection. And And as you said it, it's true. How can you be authentically yourself if you don't really know who you are? And as I started to, to use cannabis, I started to get more in touch with who I am and less interested in who I was supposed to be. And then starting from who I was, it was easy to, to start moving towards being that authentic self out with you that's that's that's
0: that's beautiful thank you you're welcome honestly this has been a fantastic experience so thank you for your time travel safe and thank you for being an inspiration in this budding world of cannabis
1: yeah this was Gemini heaven. thank you so much
0: Eric Myron aka Ricky Williams mainstream media. I've spoken with many people in the Oregon cannabis industry about what it might take to help remove the stigma associated with the plant. One thing that Eric helped demonstrate was how his perspective shifted to what good the plant could do. His acceptance of cannabis and his journey to find that balance between the internal and external allows him to speak with both experience and candor. That combination can help end the stigma. Thank you for listening to Mainstream Media on The Coin Podcast Network.